Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. I am so excited to talk about food today, specifically winter comfort food and drink. It's a topic that's been on my mind for a while. And then this past weekend, in my neck of the woods, it was negative 38 real feels. So (laughs) this topic was even more top of mind. But before I get there, I want to do some housekeeping. I have a couple of updates for you. The first is on something of a creative whim and fit of inspiration and gut instinct, I have migrated my newsletter, just my Christine Co newsletter, to Substack. And I have decided to give it the title, There's Always a Story. And the goal is uncovering and articulating meaning and sometimes healing in the small and large moments. So I have gone back and forth about Substack and thought about it for maybe a year. <laughs> and then I just was struck a couple weeks ago thinking, all right, yeah, going to go do it. And I decided to start there specifically because why I wanted to be there became a little clearer. And I realized that I wanted to anchor my thoughts and tell a broader scope of small and large stories in a way that doesn't feel quite right for Instagram. It's definitely difficult to be constrained by 2,200 characters or whatever it is. And I still love Instagram from a connection perspective, but I wanted to also be able to provide a sense of community and an opportunity for mutual connection that's different from the newsletters I used to send on my own. And I just feel like there's always a story to so many of the moments in our lives and that sometimes we're connected in those stories in ways we haven't yet uncovered. So that's what I'm doing there. As for the where, it's christineco.substack.com. I'll link it in the show notes. And all you need to do, if you wish, is subscribe. 
and you'll simply get my newsletter dropped to your email once a week. Or you can use the online version or the Substack app to read and connect. I'm so, so excited about this. And I have published a couple posts so far as of the time of this recording. And it has just been wonderful to write in a free and deep way. So I hope you will subscribe. I hope you will consider a paid subscription as a nod of support to the free content I provide. But at any rate, a free subscription would be delightful. The next thing I wanted to update you on is micro goals. Oh my goodness, so much progress. As you might recall, I started this year out talking about embracing micro goals and documented a number of them. And I just thought I would give you an update on some of what's been going on. And if you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Christine Co., you might have seen that I have started humorously documenting many of the things I'm doing via what I call adulting Fridays. And it's been so funny and so interesting. People are really into it. (laughs) And yeah, we all have a lot of adulting to do. And truly the very best thing is that I've heard from so many people who have prioritized and taken action specifically around healthcare adulting things after I've shared about them. So that makes me really happy that I can help provide a little spark or a little kick to take care of some of your personal business. So here are a few things that I have taken care of. First, Violet's passport. As you might recall from my episode earlier, I recently pulled it out and realized it expired February of 2022. (laughs) Cue panic. Everything is assembled, and by the time this episode airs, we should have had our appointment in person where we submit the passport application. Another big thing that is a series of little things was I scheduled an appointment at Warby Parker to get my glasses and contacts prescription renewed, and then I actually selected pretty quickly new glasses and have new glasses on my face now. So that's great. Better vision, always a good thing. Another thing, healthcare, as I mentioned, I already had a well visit scheduled in January, but the big news is that I have already taken care of two of my follow-ups. One was getting blood work done. The second was booking a colonoscopy, which has been the subject of much conversation over (laughs) in my Instagram stories and DMs. And I did both of those things within two weeks of my well visit. And this is notable because for my well visit last year, I did none of my follow-ups. There were more of them actually, but I did none of them. And when I finally did get around to physical therapy, by this point, it was seven to eight months later and the referral had expired and I needed to call and get it renewed, which just made my life more difficult. (laughs) If you want to hear about my physical therapy journey, which was quite amazing. I will link up the episode self-care for stubborn people. So good. Another wellness micro goal I have that is almost complete or should be complete by the time this goes live is the yoga with Adrian 30 day journey. And I'm saying this with confidence because at the time of this recording, I am on day 28 of 30 So I'm pretty sure I'm going to knock those two last days out. And it has been delightful as ever. And I should note for any of you who wish to give it a try, the yoga sessions are 
typically around 20 to 25 minutes. Very, very doable. Another micro goal that I have been very happy about is my social check-ins. I talked about some tactics. Actually, it inspired a spinoff episode called Simple Friendship Reboot Tactics, and it's just been great. I actually added two tactical things to my recurring to-do list. One is at the front end of the week, I have a social relationship check-in reminder, which basically encourages me to look at my calendar and ensure that I have at least one human non-work connection point during the week. In-person is great, but it could also be a Zoom with a friend from out of town. Anything goes. And the second thing is I started what I call friendship or friend email Fridays, something like that. And basically on Friday mornings or at some point on Friday, I just take 10 minutes or so to spin through my emails and write back to different friends who have reached out that I haven't responded to yet. And it's just been such a great way to both connect and then help with my emails. And then another radical thing I just did actually was I have two friends. I shot a little video about this and I can share that, but I'll also just tell you that I had two friends where I was going back and forth about getting together and dinner plans and all that. And I did something super radical and I just dropped calendar invites on their calendars, two separate people based on the information I had about potential dates and with a working knowledge of restaurants that might work. And I was two for two. They both accepted. I mean, how amazing is that? (laughs) Another micro goal that's in a great place is my email. Oh my goodness. I'm on top of it for like four different accounts. (laughs) I will say that it turned out that my initial thoughts about trying to block 15 minute intervals three times a day for email triage was not working. So I just decided to take a larger block one to two times a week. And that has helped a ton. And actually that in tandem with prioritizing my friend Friday emails that I just mentioned has really helped enormously. So I feel like guilt-free with my emails, which is amazing. And finally, a big goal that breaks into a whole series of micro goals is my office decluttering. This was a big one that was in progress. And then I kicked up the motivation sort of in a flurry to buy a standing desk with the ultimate goal being that I'm going to buy a walking treadmill to go under it. But when I bought it and it arrived, it meant that I needed to completely reconfigure my office and dump everything out in order to remove an old desk. And it was an utter disaster that some people told me caused the major anxiety, the photos I shared on Instagram. But my new configuration is absolutely amazing. The feng shui is greatly improved. And yeah, I'm excited about my new walking treadmill, which I'll buy next quarter. Okay, we'll be talking about food right after a quick break. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? 
Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Hello, friends. Okay, I thought it would be fun to talk about food, which I haven't done in a while. And I know that Edit Your Life listeners love to talk about food. It's so great. The other thing is that food is so seasonal. So it made sense to me to do a winter food episode. And I think, for example, of things like smoothies, which I love during the summer and are not getting any play at all because I'm pretty much cold all the time. I thought I would talk about the actual food, what's bringing comfort and delight to me and my family, and also patterns, which are really important given the season. And I wanted to do this also because I've heard from people often that they like when I get granular about my approach to things. So my hope is that this episode will help you as you continue to tweak your routines and find things that taste yummy and good to you. And finally, I wanted to share a recipe collection hack that I shared over the holidays and that people really loved. And so I have a recipe binder, like an old school, just like a staples, mm, it's three or four inches, something like that, a recipe binder. And I bought plastic sleeves. And what I do is that when I clip recipes or print them off the internet or whatever, they go in the left pocket. And once they are tried, if they are deemed sleeve-worthy, they get to go in a plastic sleeve in the appropriate category. I love this system. I have clippings dating back to my very first Martha Stewart and Bon Appetit magazine subscriptions after college in this binder. No joke, I rank this thing as one of the most valuable items I will pass along to my kids. So just wanted to share that. Over the break, I did a big clean out of removing uh, recipes I have not tried and clearly won't try. They've been in there for years and I've never done anything with them and just got organized and it felt super, super good. It was a good little micro goal, actually. 
Okay, I know it probably doesn't seem super sexy, but I want to talk about beverages. <laughs> I am very beverage oriented. I will say that. So water. I'm a huge fan of water hydration in general, and I always start my day with two glasses, like pint glasses of water first thing in the morning. I used to drink just cold out of the tap, but my mom at some point kind of poo-pooed this and suggested that I need to drink my water warm, which makes sense for absorption and general morning gentleness purposes. And that feels really good. So thanks for bossing me into that, mom. And actually, that's a good reminder that if you want to hear more from my mom directly, there is an episode called The Power of Curiosity. And she was my first guest interview of this year. And it was amazing. Okay, so after I have my water, I have my morning coffee. Setting this up the night before is still a delight. And it's worth mentioning that I'm no longer in a devastated state in the morning if I forget to set it up the night prior. (laughs) I'm a one cup of coffee a day person. It just, it hurts my stomach otherwise. But I am a massive consumer of hot beverages throughout the day because my office is so cold. It sits above our garage and has two exterior facing walls. So I don't know what the insulation situation is in here, but it's not great. Anyway, that means through the day, I have a fairly steady drumbeat of hot beverages. Mid-morning, I usually do hot lemon and honey, or better yet, I steep ginger, lemon, and honey together. I make a giant pot of that and leave it sitting in the fridge to be heated up. I also love a good old-fashioned English breakfast tea, or I'll do a Trader Joe's, I think it's called Winter Warm Spice, and it has cinnamon and other good things in it. It's one of those seasonal items that if you don't get it, you won't get it. So (laughs) if you see it on the shelf and you want to try it, get it now. And then when I really need a little comfort and a taste of something sweet, I will tune into my inner child and have a hot cocoa. This is usually the late afternoon when I'm kind of, I don't know, crawling my way to the finish line. And one interesting beverage observation I wanted to share, and I'm curious whether any of you have experienced this, is in the summer, I want to drink seltzer all day long. Whereas in the winter, I have pretty much no desire for it, which is probably a good thing because during the summer, I felt like I often heard somebody saying, hey, the soda stream canister is empty again. I would go through them that quickly. Okay, so the next category I want to hit on is a few baked things. I feel like everybody knows, I think, that I find great joy in baking. My kids love baking, all that. And one of my new recipes that has made it into a sleeve-worthy position in my binder (laughs) is Sally's Baking Addiction Carrot Cake Cupcakes. Now, these are technically carrot cake cupcakes, but I cut the frosting in half, and then I justify them as carrot cake breakfast muffins. Because listen, waking up in the pitch black is really hard, and these carrot cake breakfast muffins make things easier and better. (laughs) Also, I wanted to share that the last time I made them, I did my little baking hack where I prep three additional batches of the dry ingredients in advance to make future bakes fast. So meaning while I'm measuring out the flour and the ginger and whatever else for the current batch, I just load up an additional three containers 
This technique is so great because you're only referring to the measurements once and you get four batches out of it. Just love it. The second baked good that we've been enjoying a lot are Shalane Flanagan's superhero muffins. These are gluten-free. They use almond flour. So if there's a nut allergy, be mindful of that. But I like all the bits and pieces in it. I mix up adding dried fruit, nuts, chocolate, etc., whatever I have on hand. And these were such a hit that Laurel schlepped a bunch of them back on the train to go back to college, even though she had lots of stuff to haul. Again, I advanced prep the dry ingredients on this one since I make them so often. And sometimes, since I already have the Cuisinart out to cut carrots, I will make these at the same time as the aforementioned carrot cake breakfast muffins. <laughs> um, just so I only have to wash the Cuisinart once. And because Vi does have a nut allergy, my hack on this is that I will use boring brown cupcake liners for the superhero muffins that have nuts. And then I'll use fun, colorful, adorable paper liners for the ones that she can eat, the carrot cake breakfast muffins. Finally, two other standbys. I often make a chocolate chunk pumpkin bread. I'll link up the recipe for that. It's on my old blog, Boston Mamas. It's so good. And then also a banana bread out of Mark Bittman's How to Cook Everything. These are both fantastic staples for breakfast or snacking. I always double the recipe to make two loaves and I toss one loaf in my freezer or to share with my mom and then we eat the other one. Okay, lots more to talk about and we'll be right back. People often talk about the impact of things like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrition on skin, but did you know those things impact your hair too? If you've been dealing with hair thinning, you are not alone and Nutrafol is here to help. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I appreciate that they offer formulas tailored to different life stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Edit Your Life listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code EDIT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use promo code EDIT. That's Nutrafol.com using promo code EDIT. As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited-time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com slash edit. 
Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, friends. On the back half of today's episode, I want to talk about dinner, which can then, of course, translate to leftovers for lunch. And I decided to bucket these as actually need to cut stuff up food nights versus freezer fast food nights. And not as in takeout fast food, but just what I can prepare in under 10 to 15 minutes. So as I was thinking about my list of actually need to cut stuff up food nights, I realized I'm very soup oriented right now, (laughs) probably because of my aforementioned always cold issues. The first recipe I want to share that I will link up in my notes is a mushroom barley soup from Food & Wine. So mushroom barley soup actually came on my radar when I had COVID. My sister Jen delivered a couple of quarts from Whole Foods, and it was so delicious. So I wanted to try to replicate it. I found this recipe on food and wine. It is so, so easy. It's basically one pot. And it's really quick, but I will say it lacked some of the richness that I enjoyed in the Whole Foods version. And I resolved this by adding a little cornstarch slurry, like You take some cornstarch, mix it with water, and then put it into your soup pot. If you don't do that, you might end up with chunks of cornstarch. I added that, plus balsamic vinegar and a mystery umami spice blend from Trader Joe's, and it made it nice and rich and gave it a nice body. So I would recommend those tweaks, and I will add those into the show notes. Important to note that barley is not gluten-free, but I can tolerate a small amount of that, so it's okay. Like this feels more like a mushroom soup and the barley's kind of a an accessory. And if I really feel like I need a protein hit, I will add tofu. And sometimes I'll just cube that into my own bowl as I'm heating it up or I'll add it right to the soup pot. A second soup that I make regularly that I've talked about on this show I think before is a lentil soup via Cookie and Kate. This recipe is easy, it's delicious and hearty. Even Violet, my 11-year-old loves it. I will double batch it and freeze quarts of it, and it thaws and reheats really well. I will say it is probably one step a little more involved in the sense that you have to do the thing where you take some of the soup out after you've cooked it, and you blend it to make a more creamy base, and then put it back into your soup, but it's not a huge deal, but I wanted to note that. And the third soup recipe I wanted to share is very recent on my radar, and it is a chicken and wild rice soup. This is another recipe via food and wine. And what happened is that the other weekend, I split a can of store-bought chicken and wild rice soup with Vi, and she responded very favorably and strongly to it. And pretty much any time she says she loves something, especially something with vegetables and that feels balanced, I want to make more of it. So this recipe from food and wine was the top thing that came up in my search. It had over 3,000 positive reviews, so I went with it. The only tweak I made was not adding the cup of heavy cream at the end because, I don't know, when I think chicken and wild rice soup, I think clear soup. And the idea of creamy made me gag a little, even though I bet it's delicious. Go with it. If you love cream, go with it. So yes, it was easy and delicious and is definitely going in my usual rotation, and I will definitely freeze some to keep on hand. And then there are some things I make beyond soup. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm still ever a fan of basic roasted vegetables. For example, Brussels sprouts, potatoes, broccoli. And usually I just season it with magic salt. Again, I'll link that up. It's something that I make all the time. Um, and extra virgin olive oil. Though one other addition that I alternate with is something called Gochugaru Magic Dust from Eric Kim's Korean American Cookbook. It is, in fact, magical, and I will link up his cookbook in the notes. Speaking of roasted vegetables, I wanted to give a separate call out to sweet potatoes because I feel like they require a little extra effort because I need to peel them. It's a task I do not like. But Mark Bittman's baked sweet potato fries are freaking amazing. (laughs) I never have a tray of roasted vegetables go so fast as when I make these. I will link up the recipe in the notes. And it's also really simple. It's basically you've got your sweet potatoes and your olive oil, but it's equal parts garlic powder, paprika, and salt. And then you can add some black pepper. But oh my goodness, so delish. Another great base recipe that is getting a lot of action in my house is a Mexican rice recipe from my friend Fernando. This is a personal, loosely estimated recipe and basically involves onion, salt, chicken stock, plum tomatoes, rice, and it's so great. Violet loves it, and it makes such a good base for so many things. So we are making that on the regular. I'm often making that rice in tandem with something Violet loves, which is a mixture of ground beef, potato, onion, and beans. It's just sort of like a thrown together potential filling for tacos and burritos and quesadillas. But again, super easy and just one of our go-to things that I don't have to think about or refer to a recipe. And then the last actually need to cut up type of thing that I've been making that I often make during the winter and that gets a lot of play and is great for leftovers is I'll make a tray of crispy fish and crispy chicken. And I wanted to call this out because I learned this prep trick from a cooking demo from when Violet was in Girl Scouts of all places. So when I used to make breaded chicken to oven bake it, I would coat it in egg and then breadcrumbs. But the hack is You have three bowls and you prep it with flour, one with egg and one with breadcrumbs. And then you coat your chicken or fish in that order and it makes it so tasty and crisp. Oh my goodness. Love it. As I said, these leftovers are so great for lunches and taco and other fillings. So again, it's a nice base that we always have around. Okay. And then my second category, which I'll just spin through pretty quickly, is my freezer or fast food category. These are my go-tos, for example, when Vi has soccer in the evening and we need to turn out quickly, or if I've had a really busy workday and just need to do something really quick. So if I have enough time to fire up the stove, but don't want to prep anything, I will toss two trays in the oven, one with Trader Joe's breaded chicken tenders and one with tater tots, and it makes a fabulous meal. (laughs) On a subsequent day after I've made tater tots, I can make tater tot nachos or I can make regular nachos. Another favorite is sweet potato gnocchi, also from Trader Joe's. It just takes five or 10 minutes on the stovetop so fast. And then we always have taco shells hard and soft around because anything goes in them. 
Some common pairings might be leftover protein that we have with avocado and cheese, scrambled egg, even cheese and pepperoni, whatever you got lying around. Avocado toast is another popular pick. And then quesadillas. You can never have enough quesadillas and you can put whatever you want in them. (laughs) So I hope these were some helpful ideas to get your wheels turning on your winter food prep. For your next edit, I thought it would be fun to ask a food-loving friend for a recipe recommendation. And I'm not thinking some complicated pyramid scheme recipe swap type thing, but just one quick text or something like that, looking for a fresh source of inspiration. And the reason I'm thinking of this is because last fall or last summer, maybe my very dear friend, Anne shared the Instagram account of half baked harvest with me. And after going down that epic rabbit hole, I ended up making their pull apart Christmas tree garlic bread for Christmas. It was a huge hit. And I also made their roasted balsamic Parmesan Brussels sprouts, also delicious. So I like to think of this Your Next Edit as kind of a double win because it is a way to find culinary inspiration while also connecting with a friend, like a simple friendship reboot tactic. Okay, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.